Okay, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out, and this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And standing by to chat with me is Rivka Kreiter. She's an author and meditation teacher, and she's joining me to talk about her triumphant story, A Search for Liberation on Every Level, called Home Free. Good morning, Rivka. Good morning. Your book is really interesting. Could you tell listeners a little bit about it? Sure, sure. Um, my book is uh, is uh, framed by a bus trip that I took in 1976 mm-hmm. to visit an upstate New York ashram. And along the way, I recall my journey through the 50s, 60s, and early 70s. Um, I hope it's a sort of magic carpet ride through those times, um, among many other things. I was tear gassed in Mississippi. Oh I participated in the anti-war movement in Manhattan. I worked on a radical feminist underground in San Diego. And Amazing. I enjoyed all of the hallmarks of, of the times, mm-hmm. sex, drugs, and rock and roll, <laughs> I have to admit. <laughs> I watched a little video clip of you talking about it. and uh, uh-huh. Let me back up. What made you decide to go off to this ashram? Ah, well, um, the, actually, the story of my book uh, describes that. It's, it was all my life I, I was yearning for, for freedom. Um, initially, it was freedom from the, the psychic wounds of a difficult childhood, and then, of course, freedom uh, for, you know, America and social justice and uh, freedom from the constraints of, of a sexist society um, as a woman. And uh, at each step, I, I found greater degrees of freedom. But at a certain point, I actually was on an LSD trip that I, I had a very powerful um, experience showing me there was a greater reality that, um, that was beneath all of the the tumult of the times and all of the um, superficial identities that I had as mm-hmm. a woman, as a an American, as a radical, whatever, that uh, there was a deeper sense of I, of who I really was, wow. a place of peace and bliss, and I needed to find that. How old were you when this happened? When you experienced this? Um, it's well, my uh, the. Again, it was sort of, I see it now as like it was all of kind of a leading me to that end. Um, but it was at age 30 that I really, um, really, or 29, I guess, that I started an intense spiritual search. Incredible. Although I, I actually started uh, meditating uh, in 1970, you know, when the Beatles brought yeah. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi over. and right. Yeah. I so remember- meditation is essential. I moved to Manhattan in 1971, I think it was, and I remember driving towards uh, Fifth Avenue, where the museum was, and seeing the Hare Krishna, and thinking, yes, what yes. is going on? Who are these people, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. They were everywhere at those times. Yeah. The so, airports, you'd see them. Yeah, that was one of them. I, when, I was, when I was on my quest, really, um, 74, 75, I would, you know, talk to everyone. And I met a Hare Krishna guy on a bus one time, and I, you know, I asked him a lot of questions. And Yeah. I love your journey because I'm so fascinated when women have all these different experiences. And you, I mean, you studied acting, New York's High School of Performing Arts, 
philosophy at City College. You just have done all these different things. And I, I feel like that just layers your whole mindset. You know, everything builds on everything else. Yes, yes. Too. I've always admired. I love reading uh, memoirs of women who have gone their own way, um, and that they inspire me. And that's what I hope my book will do. Yeah, because it's not a woe is me. It's uh, that you found this deeper level of understanding. Yes, and to my utter amazement, really, I, I, it's like I never dreamed. When I was young, I really didn't even believe that happiness was, was possible. Really? <laughs> I thought it was sort of a bourgeois you know, myth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it turns out it's true. <laughs> <laughs> How would you say you found your, your happiness, your deeper level of meaning? How did I find it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, again, meditation is so key. Um, even, you know, even when I was still wild and uh, doing a lot of crazy things, I, I continued to meditate um, in, in the beginning only because it, it made me less nervous. And, you know, people noticed when I would, you know, I was meditating twice a day for 20 minutes, and it, it just made me less nervous. And then over the years, uh, I, as I was, you know, searching and, and uh, coming to terms with a lot of my inner uh, demons, if you will, mm-hmm. um, meditation, like, strengthened my mind to, um, to so that I was able to, to go through whatever I had to go through to, to find uh, the path that I knew was there that would take me to a place of, of real freedom. Oh, I love this. I haven't done yoga in a while because I have a shoulder injury, but when I was doing yoga, I would, I don't know, I'd have all these deep thoughts and thinking about growing up and then finding answers to things. I mean, it's intense. Yes, yes. Yes, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And any, you know, a meditation practice of some regularity, you know, has so many benefits. I mean, sort of everyone knows now that it's good, you know, it's good for your health. It's good, gives you a a sense of balance. But what you just, what you just said is often the case that, that you have insights and realizations and uh, there can be kind of a, a cleansing process that happens just from this very simple process of sitting quietly each day. Did you have any family members read your book that, that were saying, Rivka, how could you talk about this? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, um, uh, no. They've been very supportive. They've been very supportive. Um, my parents are both gone, so yeah. um, that hasn't been an issue. Right, right. But uh, I have a very... Uh, very supportive family, and they're happy with it, so far anyway. That's good. And the truth is it really doesn't matter. It's all how you feel, you know, Yeah, and, and I, did, I did change names, you know, to protect privacy uh, from, for, you know, many of the people in my book. When you started off writing this, did you have an idea of where you were going to go, or did it kind of evolve as you were writing? Oh, it very much evolved. It all began, in fact, I, I hadn't planned to write a book. I was in a writing group, okay. and we used to write... Um, uh, with a you know by uh, using a prompt, mm-hmm. and we'd have a one sentence prompt, and then we'd all go away and come back and read something. And after about a year of this, it was like I had this bunch of pieces that were. It was like they were crying out to me. It felt as if they were crying out to me. We want to be a book. We want to mm-hmm. be a book. Yes, and, and I was surprised. I didn't even you know and. 
Yeah. It's good. It's, it's where you find the meaning, and I love it, where you find yeah. the connection. What would you like people to take away from this book? So um, the greatest, my greatest wish is that people will um, come to see that, that there is a, uh, a creative energy that is real, uh, that is a source of peace and bliss and creativity and uh, wisdom that is within each person's heart, and it's accessible. You can find it. No matter where you come from, no matter, you know, uh, if you come from a place of despair and darkness, which I actually did, Mm -hmm. if you are sincerely seeking that place, you can find it. Now, I know there are some experiences that were probably more fun to write about than others. Tell me about that. Oh, well, I loved, <laughs> I loved writing about, you know, the 60s. The, the summer I drove across Canada in a VW bus that had no reverse gear. <laughs> and it was like the whole generation was out on the road hitchhiking. And, you know, we'd, we'd pick up hitchhikers and have long conversations, you know, smoking dope and listening to music on eight-track eight, uh, cartridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, you know, I was going to San Francisco, and I, I did LSD twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them were life-changing, and there was, it was fun to write about that. And, of course, the women's movement was so, so uh, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, working on the, uh, the newspaper in, in San Diego was, uh, was great. That's fantastic. And what about Woodstock? Well, I didn't go to Woodstock. I was going to go to Woodstock, but okay. then this guy needed company driving cross-country going back from New York to San Diego. So I was like, okay, I'll go with you. <laughs> I had just met him, and he was like, you know, he was a nice guy, and he was a friend of a friend of mine. It was, so we, we did that instead. And, we, and then hearing about Woodstock on the radio was like we knew, you know, this was our time. That's amazing. What advice would you give others who may be experiencing a personal spiritual journey? Meditate. Mm-hmm. Meditate, meditate, meditate. That's the best advice I can give. Any, there's so many um, resources now you can find. Uh, you can download apps online. But just uh, any kind of a meditation practice with some regularity will, uh, will give s- so many benefits. It opens pathways to that place of inner wisdom that I mentioned, that, in, that voice inside our hearts that knows where we need to be, what we need to do, and, and meditation opens, uh, opens that, that pathway so that more and more you can hear that voice and that will lead you to where you need to go. No, I love it. Now, I know obviously your child's is 60s. How do you feel that shaped who you are today? The, well, you mean the public? Of, of course, I'm appalled at you know at recent events and yes. the threats to the the gains. You know the voting rights gains. You know when I uh-huh. I marched in Mississippi to show people you know African Americans they didn't have to be afraid to register to vote, and now those voting rights are threatened on you know in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the women's you know the gains that we made for women are are also under threat. Right. Uh, it's uh, so, and I'm very excited that Americans across the country are rising up. I would say to resist yes. uh, turning back the clock. Yes, I feel like 
it must have been incredible growing up in the 60s. There's so many different experiences that shaped who you are. Oh, for sure. I, I'm, I'm often grateful, um, uh, you know, for those times because of the, you know, the sense of freedom, the sense that so many of us were on the same page, mm-hmm. the feeling that of hope that we could change the world and create a, a more humane society. Um, that was incomparable, you know, it was just incomparable. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, and the, the soaring music, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, the, cult, the counterculture where, you know, there was so much freedom and free love and yes. all of that. It was, it was great to be young back then. Amazing. Okay, yeah. so I have to ask, who are some of your favorite artists from the 60s? Uh, well, um, I, 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 you know, I wasn't a big, I wasn't so into music, but I loved um, uh, Can't Heat, um, um, that trip across country, um, Chicago, where yes. it was like so new, new to me. I remember the album uh, Love Forever mm-hmm. Changes was an album that, that just always brings those times back to me. Nice. Um, and uh, when I was in graduate school in Boston, I went and got. Um, I needed a nice diversion. I, w- I went and got Woodstock. The, oh yeah. VHS, and I watched it like a whole, through a whole weekend, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this music, Joan Baez and Jimi Hendrix, and it was wild. Yes, yes. Buffalo Springfield was another one. Yes. Um, yeah, I knew Judy Collins too. Of course, she was a wonderful singer. I and, did. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, I know we have to wrap up. But where can people find out more about you, Rivka? Well, my website is rivkacrider dot com. My book is Home Free Adventures of a Child of the Sixties, and that's available on IndieBound and BarnesandNoble dot com and Amazon dot com. But if, uh, you can visit my website for links to all of those places okay. and to read excerpts. Fantastic! Thank you so much for calling in. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. That was Rivka Kreider calling in to talk about her recent book, Home Free, Adventures of a Child of the 60s. If you've missed any part of this segment, it will be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Really fascinating bio about Rivka is up there uh, and all her different experiences. And if you missed any part of the first segment, that will be up there as well about the Crohn's event happening May 17th. just want to mention we are wrapping up our fun drive at midnight tonight. We do have more tickets to different concerts and events and T-shirts. Sheldon Abbott is standing by to take calls, and the number is 949-824-5824. He can tell you all about the cool premiums we have to offer. So we'll take a little break, and then I have a couple other authors calling in. Michael Callahan with his novel, The Night She Won Miss America. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.